0: Here we go. Hello. Hello. How are you, Rev? Yeah, I'm all right. Good. Yourself, John. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Good. Um, you don't sound convinced. No, I'm I'm probably I'm using I'm, I'm trying to find a certain ambiance. You got to find a pitch. Yeah. Like I said, we've been having a couple of like technical difficulties lately and I've just been trying to make sure the audio equipment is performing as it should. We won't find out until after we've done this. Well, that's a horrible thing, isn't it? It's all or nothing. It's a risk. Hello everyone. Hello and uh, welcome to the second, I've got my podcast voice on now. It's, good. it's a strong voice, I like it very much. It's like your phone voice. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Although you sound more confused when you're on the phone. I'm always confused. Yeah. Hello? Rev? I think I'm always, <laughs> just, I'm always just amazed that anyone would actually want to call me. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Yeah. Anyway, hello and welcome to the second episode. Officially the second. Of Big Punch Classic. Does, does this does this podcast have anything resembling a format? Because the last episode was a commentary track for Return mm, of the Jedi. Yeah, I think that is that is the format. That there is no format. Okay, oh, it's just free and easy. That's that's the one rule. Don't talk about Big Punch Classic. The only unifying well, if there is any theme going ahead, it could be we're each sipping a delightful cider. We certainly are right now. Lovely stuff. Uh, hello, my name is John. And I'm Chris Ray, or Rev, Rev, whichever you prefer. What do you prefer? I mean... I Well, you call me Rev, so let's go with that. Well, you have many names, don't you? I have too many names. For the names. guy who actually grew up, and we'll get to our primary school past in this episode, grew up wanting a nickname. Nobody actually calls me by my name anymore. Because I have too many nicknames. Yeah, you, you do have too many nicknames. We... Um, this is something we perhaps could touch upon. Um, anyway, I guess I, I should try and at least explain, even if we don't have... An overall plan for where this series may go, a little bit of backstory on why we're doing this yes that's that's probably a good place to start okay we can we can build on that that's promising. um, my name is John Locke, and I make comics and stuff, which um mm-hmm. i don't I don't wish to blow my own trumpet, but there's a very good chance that that's why you're listening. You may know me through. That's my a context. fair that's a fair judgment. Although in future you know, in coming weeks, Rev, people may come to know you just as much. No. They may love you for who you are. I wouldn't have thought so. No. But um, long before uh there was Big Punch, there was Big Punch, which was a daft little comic which myself yeah. and you And myself and our good friend Richard Holton. Mm, good good friend. Who I find it very hard to call Richard Yes, that's another good incident. Yeah, we will, we will come Instance, to, sorry, we'll come I've, to this in a second, but he's he's not here right now. Shame. The uh, the third the third member of our trio is perpetually absent because he is uh, he's back at uni. He's Reliving his youth. As we hinted upon in our last podcast, he was he's back at uni improving himself. He's he's doing a masters. I heard quite why well he would choose that over a dizzying career in laundry. As he had before. Well, that is that is the big question everyone asked him, and when he said he announced he was going back to uni. Indeed, yeah, he he was leaving laundry, and you know, everyone said he was mad. It's the growth industry. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you can really clean up. Hey, uh, I was trying to think of one actually. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, it folded. Oh, okay, Well, we could be here all night doing this. <laughs> but um, anyway, so Holton is not here. Shame. Uh because he's away studying. Big shame. Uh so it's just two of us. And uh, last week or not last week, when we last recorded last month, when we recorded our last episode. Yes. We'll try and do them a bit more regularly. Uh that's my <laughs> that's that's my bad. That's another lack of formatting. <laughs> we'll get there. The thing is like one episode is anyone can do one episode. Two episodes, you know, that's You're on a roll there, yeah. Aren't but you you're, you're on your way. I mean if we can get to three <clears> episodes <throat> we might we might have a bit more of an idea of what's actually going on. Mm. Yeah. We'll find out when we do it. Yeah. But, um, um you see, that's how professional I am, I'm making big ums. But the reason for doing this is to, this is Big Punch Classic, in which uh, myself, your good self, occasionally Holton, as and when he returns, are going to be talking about our past and kind of how we got to this point. And it's a tale all that began with comics, but kind of comics kind of fell by the wayside as we... Well, mm. some of us grew up, and some of us never <laughs> kind Depends, of... Depends, yeah. We've all grown up in different ways. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, really, uh, this podcast, if anything, is going to be about uh, friendship. And sure. not to get too uh, woolly and kind of warm and fuzzy about it. I mean, more in the sense of, like, isn't it weird, friendship? Friendship, very weird. Like, what are the things that draw people together. I'm reminded of mm. uh, a time we went to visit a friend of ours. Maybe I won't name him. But his girlfriend at the time looked at all of us, this collective Oh, yeah. I didn't know where you are going with well, there that. there you go. You see, yeah, we, we know many people. But um, the, uh, girl, his girlfriend at the time uh, looked at all of us, this eclectic group of friends who've kind of known each other since, you know, the days of secondary school for most of us, primary school for a lot more of us. And it was mm. very much like, how are you all, why are you people friends? Yes. Because on the face of it, we had very little in common. It was, it was, I thought it was an interesting thing to say, and I, I probably intimidated her by oh, saying, what do you mean? Well, yes, you and d- I didn't mean it in a negative way, I was just interested. Well, yeah, you grilled her on it, and it, it was fascinating, I think, because we all kind of uh, dress slightly differently. Um, we all liked kind of different things, mm. although, um, I'm probably the oddity, and I was one of the few people in the group who didn't really like football. Yes. Yeah, I still am. Still, that, still are. Yeah. But I take, I take an interest if I can. I, I try. You not. ask me about the the league pyramid quite often, and yes, I've explained yeah. it to you. And I quite frequently remember the order they come in, more or less. Yes. Yeah, uh, Premiership, Championship, League One, League Two, Conference. Very good. And then it's something like the John Smith Paint yeah, League it, it, below the, yeah. that, or Evo Stick League. <laughs> There's actually an Evo Stick League, or <laughs> well, there was. I'm not sure what the sponsor is now. What, what the is conference it? is sponsored by Vanarama. Which is, as it sounds, a, a van-rental. Van rent. Okay, and what, what's Evo stick? I don't know. I oh. Should look that up. Yeah, we probably should. It sounds like Pritt stick. That's all I think of. Evo. Yeah, maybe it's the evolution of Pritt stick. Maybe. Taking it to the It's th- a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a book about Pritt stick. The history of Pritz stick. Yes. So what's, um, I guess, uh, the purpose of this particular episode, if I try to focus... Someone has- We're going off on all sorts of tangents. This, could be, this could be the danger here. Uh, the purpose of this particular podcast was a kind of uh, secret origins, kind mm. of part one. Yes. And I, I must admit, was some selfish reasoning here. Oh dear. Well, this wasn't made clear to me before I well, yeah, you were to brought here under false pretences and, oh. and lured in with it's a a promotional saga. opportunity. Very much so, yeah, because I wanted to talk I, I, in future episodes of my other podcast, Morning mm. Coffee. I, I didn't know you did another podcast, well, John. it's funny you mention that, Rev. There's a whole network of Big Punch podcasts there? out there. And they're all incredible value for Tell money. Tell me more. Well, they're all free. Are they? That it could, is good value. There could be a problem with our uh, business model there, but they're, <laughs> all, they're all out there. Um, but in my um, other... It's self-indulgent, more self-indulgent podcast, mm. Morning Coffee, in which I sit down with coffee and I talk about things, occasionally yes. with people, occasionally by myself. Uh, I intend to talk about my kind of journey in coffee. Uh, in coffee? <laughs> journey? <laughs> Say what you see. Oh, my journey in comics and how I kind of got to where I am now. And not every episode is going to be about me, honestly. I Honestly, I actually want to do some interviews with people. Yes. But my second episode, I thought I'll take an opportunity to talk a bit about... Some of the comics I made before I made after, I think. The mm. ones which never saw the light of day. Yeah. So as a crossover between the podcasts and as a good way of bringing you in mm. as kind of conversation. Fusion. I thought we'd start with Secret Origins Part 1. Mm. And we'd talk about the very first comic I've ever worked on. And I think, to date, the only comic you've ever worked on. I believe that's on. Yeah, I believe so. Big Punch. Big Punch. So... Uh, we, should do, we should do the floaty music shouldn't we if it's a very long the harp well if you can do it with your mouth that's better because I'm not going to go I'm, I'm gonna, we haven't I'm, got a harp for a start and I'm not going to put the effort in to go find a sound effect to do it No, well forget that then or maybe I will if you're listening to this and it sounds impressive then clearly I had more motivation than my past self rated I bet it'll just be this it'll just be this Yeah. Um, but let's set the scene it is. I want to say ninety. Oh, I've never had to think of it like this. Ninety. It's probably around. No, yeah, something like that. Because uh, I mean, we were. We were in like year. Three we were. Yeah, or we were in the middle four. of primary school. I would say. Yeah. Probably around what nine, ten years old. We well, see that's. You see, we left primary school age eleven. Ten. Did 11. we? Yeah. Did we not? I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, let's not sit around talking about things we can't remember. <laughs> We were of an age before we went to secondary school. Okay. That's good enough. Probably single figures. You know, I've spoken to a lot of people. It's my assumption that growing up in the UK, you went to primary school and then you went to secondary school. Mm. But I know quite a lot of people who did primary, middle. Middle. My niece is going to middle school. I never, I've never heard of it. What's happening to the world? It's gone crazy, it this has. This Britain. It's also gone crazy. Madness. Um, but yeah, we... What kind of comics had you read growing up as a young lad? Well, very similar to you, I think. At that point, we are we were probably the most in sync in terms of our interests that mm. you and I have ever been in our lives. Yeah, we, we kind of diverged very swiftly <laughs> yeah. after that, after that but stage. I, but I think, like as a kid, and certainly a kid growing up in like the UK, mm. there weren't many comics out there. No. But when I was very very young, I remember reading uh, like a Thomas a Tank Engine comic. Yes, I remember reading uh, The Beano. I read the Beano every week. Beano and the Dandy. I didn't read the Dandy. Didn't read the Dandy. No. Dandy wasn't as good. I always got the Dandy annual, but I never read the comic. Did you get a Beano annual? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The Dandy wasn't as good. It didn't quite have the same character. I thought the Beano was much better. If there's any international listeners who have no idea what the Beano or the Dandy are, they're kind of like, uh, I guess you call them like funnies, for lack yeah. of a better word. Yeah. They were like on newspaper paper, weren't they? Yeah. Because- Which you always had a lollipop stuck to it. Yeah, and it was It always ripped it up. It always had like a like a refresher bar. Yeah, stuck to the front. Or every single time, it ripped the page. Yeah, nightmare. You're saying something when probably I use scissors, shouldn't I? You're saying something when probably like the free toy cost more than the magazine. Yeah, itself. it didn't cost a lot, did it? No, it was a ve- it was under a pound, certainly. And it was every like week. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but then like growing up, those were the comics I read. Yes. And occasionally there were a couple of, um, like, I want to say like UK licensed Marvel things. Mm. Like, I think I remember reading a Spider-Man comic for, like, younger readers, and it was made by, like, the UK offices of Marvel. Yeah. And I think it was just, like, retelling old stories. They had new artists, new writers on board. But there was a comic growing up, which I think is fair to say changed my life. Oh. Do you know that comic? Strong words. What was that comic, Rev? Sonic the Comic. It was Sonic the Comic. That's the one. Now, it is... Well, the name tells you a lot, right? Then and it's there. fairly self-explanatory. Yeah. It was a comic about Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, and good one as well. It was a lot weirder and a lot better than you would think. Certainly now, yeah, yeah. And I think I, I have look- looking back. I think they, in my mind, they hold up. Mm. <laughs> in my mind, they probably they're probably in my mum's garage somewhere. Yeah, I think um, nice I think bank. I've still got all my old. Uh, all my issues back at my family house, mm. I think. But it's like, it. I have looked back at them in later years, and obviously they were written for a younger audience. Yes. But they are they are still pretty good, actually. And uh, it's amazing mm. how much freedom, I think, the creators had. Now, I remember, as a little anecdote, I remember quite vividly the first time I ever saw Sonic the comic. And I want to say it was, I don't know, maybe... The first day of year four, right. or year three. Good memory. Year three or four, so like uh, an academic year, a uni, uh, not uni, a primary school. And I can't remember, I can't remember exactly which one, but I remember when you started the class, and this particular change of year involved moving to a new class and getting a new teacher. Nightmare. But when you sat down, uh, you ended up sitting next to a kid who'd be, you'd be sitting next to for the entire year. Like mm. everyone had a kind of set place. And they used to organise the classes in that in such a way that two year groups would be together. Yes. So you had that. like year one and two, year three and four, mm. and then year five and six. That's it. And I think I got. I think I sat next to a kid called Tristan. I've got nothing. Things I can't remember his surname, and even if I could, I wouldn't want to repeat it here in case, <laughs> in case, in case he's living a very uh, a very happy life now. and Doesn't want this kind of you know, his youth dredged up in a podcast. No, but some people wouldn't. No, I mean, who'd share their childhood like this? Idiots. You'd have to be a monster. Moving along. Anyway, so he sat down next to me, and he had this comic oh. with him. And I remember looking across at it, and the artwork was like nothing I'd ever seen before in my life. And, so, and this is like, you know, having only seen, uh, or oh, I don't know, uh, those Spider-Man comics I mentioned before, or like Thomas the Tank Engine, or Verbeno, or Dandy, This was like, this was nothing else. This was just on an entirely different level. It was dark, it was detailed, it was colourful, and I recognised Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. But what I didn't recognise was everything around him. Hmm. Like, he was battling... He was in different areas. Yeah, well, he was battling, and I think I remember it. it was the part six of... Good lord, John. You remember in... Extreme well, amount of detail. About it was this. it was a formative moment in my yeah. childhood. It was part six of a long running story. It would appear, based on what I remember, called the Brotherhood of Metalix oh. or Metallics? How would you pronounce it? I always said Metalix, but I think that's an English pronunciation. An English pronunciation of what? It's like uh, it's like it's like spelling color, isn't it? You've Is got a U in or not? But what was American? Like it wasn't Metalix. I think oh, that's well, the actual proper pronunciation. Metallics. I think it's gone more of a kind of like... I think so. Okay. But I always said it the other way. Hmm. But I'm willing to hold my hand up right now and say I was wrong. Just taking a victory sip. <laughs> but anyway, it was Sonic fighting evil robotic versions. Yes, yeah, I remember them well. Of, of himself. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm explaining this more for the benefit of our listeners, not, Oh, I see. Not you. I forgot these microphones were here. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like we're alone in the room. It's yeah. very intimate. We often spend long evenings sitting at opposite ends of a table. We, we at the sharing. moment, we should we should explain. We are currently sitting at opposite ends of a table lengthways, so we look like a disenchanted married couple. I well, which is which is a pretty good you know summation of our relationship anyway. I'd say so. Hmm. But um, I, I'm tr- like I said, we had a couple of technical difficulties lately. I'm trying to make sure everything no, is up. working fine. We'll get there. It'll be, it'll, we'll be fine. We'll get it finalized anyway. But um. Yeah, and it was, it was, anyway, that comic, it was just bizarre. It was so weird. I'd, I'd never seen anything like it before. Yeah. And it, and it clearly, clearly, to the point where I can remember the very issue, it drilled a hole in my brain. Well, and, exactly, yeah. And I think uh, I, I went home and I told my mum about it, and I, th- I think um, we picked up the next issue from the local post office. They did sell it, didn't they, in the, po- in the post office? Yeah, because we grew up in, this, in, this, in the same village. We did. Which was really just like a glorified housing estate, <laughs> calling itself a village, but it was on a hill. Surrounded by fields, it's, it's a, one of your nicer housing estates. It's a beautiful place to grow up. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, I mean, it was very. Uh, we grew up in that innocent era before the internet. Before the internet got its mitts on us, and our, I mean, our, I think like I think back to our weekends, and our weekends were spent were spent kind of halfway between us being on bikes, kind of cycling around the village. Yeah, and uh, the other half being kind of like hanging out at your house, my house, Holton's house, playing. Well, Sonic. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to work out what came first. Was it... Did we have a game of Sonic or... I always remember getting into the comic because of the game. So you have the game first. I believe so. Because I had a Master System. Yeah. As a kid. And Holton had a Mega Drive. had a Mega Drive, which I was very jealous about. He was... he. All the good games lived at Holton's house. Yeah, that's true. But I loved my little Master System. It had Sonic built in, so you didn't have to put a cartridge in there. He and was... I remember getting that for Christmas one year. And that is why I sort of got into Sonic and that sort of... So then, you, so then, world, you think you, stum- you stumbled upon the comic I afterwards? I think so. Yeah, I think I probably was introduced to it maybe by Holton even, and that's how I got into it. You know, it strikes me that I think Holton did have some issues. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! He certainly did. I think Holton did have some issues of Sonic yes, the Comic. Yes, no, I understand. Because I think I vaguely remember him and his brother having one issue we didn't have. Like like I think maybe from me seeing that infamous issue which mm. inspired me so much and then getting an issue of my own. Maybe I missed a few weeks or something like that. Because I seem mm. to remember there being one in between, which maybe Holton had. So I think like um my first ever issue was like issue seventy two or yeah. something like that. And it had been it came out fortnightly. It did. It was yes. every couple of weeks and it always had four stories in it I want to say there was always the main story which is really the one you're interested in yeah yeah um, then you had say um, was it Amy the girl hedgehog and you had like a cybernick story they had like a rotating cast of yeah. supporting characters cybernick was the rabbit wasn't it that was permanently a bad Nick, But was then... he a rabbit or was he a squirrel maybe he was a squirrel well I, I, I generally he was a woodland yeah. beast um, he was probably a squirrel now you mention it yeah, but it he was be. locked in his armour because you had Johnny Lightfoot Johnny it, Lightfoot who died man. Yeah, it was like you, you know talk, that he died in it. We well, talk about like um, traumatizing moments in childhood. That was that, that was grown up. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, to be well, continued. Well, oh God! <laughs> well, I guess I, I think in later years when I looked into it, I think my understanding was given the massive popularity of like the Mega Drive and the Master System and all mm. this kind of stuff, where Sonic was such a popular game and kids were loving him and the games and everything. Um, Fleetway, Fleetwood, Fleetway, I think it was Fleetway, a uh, UK publisher, mm. got the rights to do an official Sonic comic. Yes. Uh, and there has been a there's an American Sonic the Hedgehog comic published by Archie Comics. And what's interesting in that is that in both instances, uh, the creators took the original concept of Sonic, which didn't really have a story or anything attached to it. It yeah. was basically just... He's a blue hedgehog. He fights. Runs fast. Dr. Robotnik, and he's very fast. Pardon me? It's the cider. Cider's very gassy, yeah. And he had, uh, and that was it. And then, but based on that original concept, they could take it almost wherever they wanted. Yeah. And I'm kind of amazed how much they got away with. Because it's like For the kids. Well, that's, that's the thing, though, isn't it? Because, like, based on that blank template of Sonic, the Americans took it one way. Mm. And they had... Uh, do you remember there was that cartoon? One of the many Sonic cartoons. That was Scratch and Grounder. Then, then there was a second cartoon. That was with the princess. Sally Acorn. That's it. There you go. You see, that was based on the American comics. Was it? Or, or they came the other way round. That right? was more serious. It was, it was yeah. And Than, again... I preferred the funny one. Yeah, which we... Again, as a kid. Obviously. Another thing we loved as well. We kind of consumed the cartoons, yeah. everything. But it's like both seem to recognise him as a... Sonic went from being this... Kind of side scrolling, here on enemies and breaking and fighter. Mm, in both in both mythologies, really. But in the British one, like the one we kind of grew up with, um, it, it had this amazing team behind it. Do you remember, it was Nigel Kitchen, the writer. Yeah. Uh, Richard Elson as the main artist, and the main man, and incredibly, yes, go. Uh, well, I mean, talk about life coming full circle, which is a bit worrying because I'm only thirty. Don't it to it's end. It's worrying, isn't it? But um, I recently got in touch with Richard Elson, uh, who uh, the original artist on Silent the Comic, who was, I guess, one of my childhood heroes. He was a childhood hero for all of us. We all well, really. we we all loved his artwork, didn't we? It was tremendous, wasn't it? That, like, we always said, "Oh, wouldn't it be amazing if Richard Elson was to draw our characters?" Which is which will spoilers we'll get to. We'll get we'll get to, and lo and behold, and he recently did a, a front uh, a cover for an afterlife, I Think story, which is pretty cool. Which was which was amazing. And, of course, as you'd expect, he's a really nice guy. Yep. Just a very, really nice guy. And, like, I, I felt like a nobody, just saying, like, hey, you know, hey, Richard, like, you work for Marvel and you work for 2000 AD and all that, and, you know, do you have a, you know, could would you like to do a cover? And he did. Just a top bloke. It's a pretty cool thing, John. But, um, but, yeah, so we were clearly inspired by Sonic the Comic. I, I won't waste any more time going into how weird and wonderful it was and why it might be worth checking out if you want to... Get a fine example of people of a creative team really exercising every freedom they possibly had to work in alternate dimensions and end-of-the-world scenarios and drawing on kind of like Marvel-esque things. It was crazy and I loved it. But, merely reading this comic wasn't good enough for us. We had had to shamelessly rip it off Mm. and create our own characters. And how. So can you remember anything... Can you remember anything about the genesis? Like when we first decided to make a comic, um, age seven or eight or whatever. Was we it were. your idea? I, I can't. I can't in good conscience say yes or no. I can't remember. My memory suggests it was your idea, but I might be wrong. I have no idea really. Do you reckon we maybe just started drawing? Probably, because we halt- certainly you, you, and Holt in particularly was very good. Yeah. We certainly drew the Sonic characters as well, kids quite what, a lot. Well, that's the thing because I—I mean, I'll freely admit I was—I am not to this day an artist, mm-hmm. and I certainly wasn't a very good artist as a kid. But we all tried drawing. I mean, you and Holen were were both. Well, I—I we I was okay. Holin was very good. Well, I think. Well, yeah, I think I think we all agree that Holin was like the—he was the artist. He was the talent. He was, you know, yeah, <laughs> he was the Richard Elson of our little group. But I don't know what I mean. Thinking back, it was a hell of a leap for kids of that age to decide to to make a comic. Mm. Bear in mind, a comic that we only ever made one copy of. It didn't actually get distributed. We need to scan that. They're upstairs. They're safe. Yeah, they're for safe. now. Yeah, they're... <laughs> I've got images of this house catching fire and me running back in to save the Big Punch comics. Well, they are laminated. I'm horribly scarring myself in the process. It'd be a hell of a story. Get out of my way! I need to save the comics! it be a hell of a statement. But um, we somehow decided I, I i chicken or egg situation i don't know what came first but we somehow morphed from copying what we saw mm. and just flat out drawing sonic or tails or any number of like his supporting characters to creating characters of our own we did which were very very thinly veiled <laughs> yeah particularly donic some more than some more than which others. which i'm disappointed in you to for the, to this day job for, for to this day well, should we... You're, um, you're better than that. Well, should we at least talk about the four core characters... The protagonists. ...which were created, and this team we created had a name. It did. And what 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 was it called? Well, you, they probably know by now. It's well, Big Punch. Don't leave them hanging. Yeah, Big Punch, yeah. I think I could have built that up more. Well, who came up with Big Punch? You think it was me. I maintain to this day that you came up with the name Big Punch. I'll take it. Because I remember... Not getting it. <laughs> I still don't get it. I remember me and me and Holton kind of. We talk... didn't have anything better. That's fair. I that... remember we spent a long time trying to think of the name. You see, I don't. I all I can remember is us uh, settling on it. I th- I seem to remember we took a long time to mm. think of the name. And I don't remember coming up with Big Punch. If I did, I reckon you did. And I, and I, yeah, I think I remember. I remember maybe taking a little convincing, but mm. then. Because I mean, if you fast forward to like the present day, where we have a company and we call it Big Punch, it sounds fine as a company name. You think like, oh, Big Punch, like you know, they're making a big punch. Sure, yeah. As 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 a name of a team of anthropomorphs It doesn't make sense. Really. It, it doesn't make any sense. No, no, at all. It's never referenced either. But these were okay. So, but we created a team we of did. four characters. We each designed one. And I have a, I have a suspicion that we originally were just drawing these characters. I don't want to say like we had an intention of making a a comic. No, I I don't know whether we did or not. No. I I can't. But there were, of course, there were three of us, but there was a fourth character. There was. So you came up with a character. I did. What was the name of your character? My character's name was Styx. Who was a wildcat. He was a wildcat for some reason. I don't know why. But he was a... um, He was like, um, I suppose, a maroon wildcat. I want to say he was mauve. Yeah, move's fine. I'd, I'd run over Move. I'll go with Move. because you know, like uh, as a kid, like we would draw our stuff. We would we draw it in pencil. Yeah, we would ink it. We would, but by really, what I mean is we would trace. We wouldn't. We didn't put any. We, yeah, we would or draw. Shadow. We would draw over the the pencil that we. Everything. Our entire art capabilities were defined by what what you could buy in W. H. Smith's. Yeah, and so like, we could steal from school <laughs> handwriting <laughs> pens. Well, exactly. Yeah, I got some handwriting pens because we would. Um, You know, you'd just be using like an HB pencil. wasn't anything fancy, and then we couldn't afford fancy. And then we'd use like a uh, like a black and fine nibbed pen. I remember when I got a proper one, I was chuffed. Mm. I was like, "Oh, look at this—an actual pen!" Well, exactly, yeah, and and you know the technological leap in having an an actual pen. But um, and then we would uh, colour them in, hand colour them in with crayons. We would, and. But you, old school, proper but, old school. But in every set of crayons, you'd have like all the standard colours, which would always get used quicker. So you yeah, get like, mauve was probably the only one I had left. This is my point. Like mauve was like there was always one mauve pencil in every set. Nobody needs mauve. And that's they? the thing. Like I, I, it was just the one colour which no one used, and yeah. you. Made, that's probably why he's that colour. So I think one thing you should probably be aware of is that, and I found out in later life, which was a real shock. Because I think we got out of the game early, but I found out in later life. Oh yeah, this really pissed me off. <laughs> what in particular? I know what you're gonna say. They've got a character now called Sticks. I wasn't gonna say that, but do you want to do you want to Well, they have happening? a character now called Sticks. They spell it brief. Uh, they spell it differently. How do they spell it? Is it not S T I C K S? Well, that ah trivia. That is how I originally spelled <laughs> Sticks, and then I changed it because I thought it was cooler to do it than X. Yeah, your character was S T I X in the end, but in he originally was C K S. Yeah, because I yeah that that seemed weird trivia because sticks and I mean this in the best possible way you're going to say something insulting is probably. not the best name in the world how dare and you. this is coming from someone who created a character called Donic yeah well, I'm not sure you're really in a position to say that sort well of thing, yeah John. don't mean, we'll get onto the mocking me in a moment yeah. but I'm just like there's a childish. An an honest, innocent child... Well, he's called Sticks, we should explain. Because? Because he had Sticks. Yeah, he was like a ninja, wasn't he? He had like... If you imagine Donatello from the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. They were similar to that, but with gadgets. Yes, that was the thing. Like, he... uh, But, like, if a kid creates a character who carries a stick and calls him Sticks, Mm. that makes perfect sense. It wasn't the biggest leap, was it? No. But if, like, a bunch of adults on a design team in the present day create a new friend for Sonic called Sticks, because she carries like a boomerang i think right i i have tried to not look at the character cuz it angries up the blood well there you go there you go but yeah i just saying like i think they could have done better yeah but um what what i was going to say just then is that i found out in later life that creating your own sonic based character mm. is a massively popular thing oh it is certainly yeah and the internet is just uh just a wash mm. with people doing this so i've never seen any as good as ours there, I said it. Well, I think the thing is I think we got out of the game. Bear in mind, this was this was before the internet really existed. I always thought back then the internet was going to be huge. I had the foresight. You uh, you, you invest- know, that internet, John. Yeah. I think that's, I got a feeling that's going to be massive. <laughs> yeah, you invested heavily. Yeah, in, uh, in the futures market. Put your sticks and shares into. Uh, <laughs> a little, little I should have little pun there, but um, so this is a massive thing online. You could do a little search now. In fact, if you're ever feeling at a lost end, a loose end, I can't speak tonight, don't what's wrong with me. If you're the ever cider. at a loose end, why not do, it's, it's what happens when you drink a third of a pint of cider. How many has he had? Almost <laughs> one. <laughs> if you if you Google your name plus the hedgehog. Right, there's loads. Yeah, it's called the hedgehog game. Right. So, if you're ever, so you just go, John the Hedgehog. Sure. See what comes up. That's not the best name for a comic book character. No, but it it will exist. Oh, I'm sure it will. Yeah. I have no doubt. So I, I will actually... I will, agree with you, I will agree with you in that I think our characters were a lot more creative than I think a lot of what is out there now. They're very heavily based on the look and feel of Sonic, of course. Well, this is true. And I think, like, this is, you know, in my roundabout way, I was trying to point out that while we designed our own characters, mm. they were all cut from the same cloth. Oh, yeah. So, like, you would... The, the son- eyes and the mouth... Muzzle I suppose yeah. were, were pretty much identical Yeah because right? I mean Sonic had that weird Mono eye Yeah Didn't and he And they all had that And, they, and that nose Yeah And uh, So that sort of facial area And the weird mouth Bit Yeah You referred to it as like a muzzle A muzzle eye. is the best word I yeah. can think of But I think the idea was like Because I think in the back of Sonic the comic They would have like Guides saying how to draw Sonic Yes That kind of thing And it was always like Draw one circle Then draw a second circle I Those things annoy me Did you ever do it like that I tried once I didn't, uh, didn't, I, didn't take mean, it. I never did I always drew the nose first and went from there. Mm. That was how I did it. Okay. It that's probably the wrong way, but Well, I mean it seems this is this is maybe why neither of us are professional artists. No, that's probably, nowadays. that's probably fair. But um the so yeah so all our characters had the exact same kind of copy and paste eyes and mouth. Mm-hmm. But then you could create a new character simply by changing the color, changing the head shape, the spikes. Yeah. Yours was actually I think Stick was actually one of the more creative. Oh, that's very kind. Because he was a uh mauve maroon well, he wore a, he wore a ninja suit also. Like pajamas esque. Pajamas esque. Because he had bare feet, didn't he? He wore sandals sometimes. Did he wear sandals on now and again. Okay, when I worked out how to draw sandals. But he was like a uh he had a white mouthpiece. Yeah. Kinda of like muzzle. Yeah. With like little bits of tufty hair, fluff yeah, fur like at the side of hair at the side. Then he had a bandana, didn't he? He did like a black and green black and green It changed actually the bandana okay i read more trivia i redesigned the bandana originally it was red with black stripes and then i changed it to green and black like diamonds yeah it was like checkered wasn't it yeah i don't know why i changed it not very ninjery having a checkered well you know also i can see why you changed it because i guess red wouldn't stand out very well go. against like it, to be fair this is from the brilliant mind that brought you the name sticks as I said, well, I mean, from one brilliant mind to another, yes, I created a character. Nicely char- done. I create a, <laughs> I create a character uh, called uh, incredibly uh, Donic the Porcupine. Hell of a leap. Uh, I Hell mean, of a leap, that. people often ask me where I get my ideas, and uh, this is a prime example. Just of, came to you in a dream, that yeah, way. just just complete blue sky thinking, yeah, purple sky thinking actually, because he was purple, proper purple. So if you can imagine Sonic, only he's purple. Yeah. And rather than having his kind of aerodynamic sweep of blue spikes, Donic just had like purple spikes that went straight up. It sort of Bart Simpson esque Yeah, it? Bart Simpson-esque, yeah. He was he was um he was naked in that weird way that Sonic. Sonic yeah, he is. never he never did leg day, did he, Donic? He skipped leg day. It's weird, like I mean Skix was fully clothed. Yeah. Do you not know, think well when we get to Rocket he only... Well, we'll talk about well, that. We'll, we'll talk get to that, that in a minute. second. So you, had, you had Sticks, who was fully clothed. You had Donic who was naked. Occasionally, I would try and... He wore jeans sometimes. In a later issue. I think we suddenly realised, oh, I should probably wear some jeans. We had to become edgy all of a sudden. Yeah, we were a lot cooler yeah, a we, few years later. <laughs> after after, <laughs> after a couple of years of making... I think we all realised we were pretty cool. Yeah, no, I point. think we like, would peak social standing yeah, yeah. at that point. I shaved my head. But, um... He uh, yeah, and I think occasionally I would try bold artistic, you know, directions by making his eyes triangular. Oh, didn't it didn't stick that one? It was weird. <laughs> he had like weird kind of pyramid eyes. Yeah, that, was, that it, does sound it, weird. It, it didn't it didn't look great. And I would I would occasionally draw him with like um, spikes coming out of his arms. Mm. So that was my contribution. well that's not quite the full story, is it, John? For for more plagiarism, he had an alter ego. Yes, didn't he? Yes, he did. Go on, called Hypno. Hypno, yeah. Who was based very, very similarly to Supersonic. No, he was. No, I resent. I, I uh no, what do no. You mean, no. He went. He turned green, had red eyes, and he was mental. And we... everyone was scared. He's like the Hulk and Supersonic well, I, in see, one. I, I would take the Hulk. Would you? Yeah. If you said was like that, what he was based on. If you said like I shamelessly ripped off the Hulk, okay. I would have run with it. But yeah, I think uh, as a kid, He I... was a lot like Supersonic, though. I get, well, I think as a bit of, uh, we should clarify in that, uh, in uh, Sonic the Comic, the UK version, Sonic had uh, an evil alter ego called um, Super Sonic. Super Sonic. Where he would... He uh, wasn't actually evil in the games, was he? No, no, no. He like, was just like super fast and invincible and whatever. And he wasn't like an alter ego, it was just like you're super... Move you just got powered up and you yeah. became super, but Solid. he was a bad guy, wasn't he? He was all in the comics, yeah. He evil. was, uh, he became evil and cackling and had a yeah. different personality and like weird spirals where his eyes should be, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, I probably shamelessly ripped that off. That's from the comic. Bear in mind, I was like eight, oh, yeah, seven, no, seven we'll, eight. We'll, yeah. Let, we'll let you off, but yeah, sure, nobody's going to sue us now. So. Donic had an evil alter ego called Hypno, yeah, which was spelt Hypno, yeah, which a bit weird. Don't ask me why. Ask me whoever the name. It's not important. Ask me where the name Hypno came from, and then uh, Holton created a character. Certainly did called Rocket. Rocket and Rocket was a squirrel. He was who wore a blue baseball cap backwards. Backwards he yes, was, he because yes, because cool. he was cool. But he also wore a white vest. And only a white vest. Yeah, and then no trousers. Didn't wear any trousers. Yeah, super long vest. And it had, like, speedy... It was a bit speedy, and then it changed to an actual rocket. Did it? In case we didn't hit the nail on the head firmly enough. But then he, um, his most uh, kind of, like, uh, impressive feature was that he had a robotic tail. Which was removable. Which was weird. And worked like a lightsaber. Oh, did it? Mm. I somehow never... He fought with it. I somehow never picked up that it was meant to be a, a lightsaber. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw him, like... We're, all, we're drawing from all these different things, look. Well, you say it now, and it, it seems obvious that Holton would... Create a character who yeah. had a a, nice, lightsaber. a lightsaber, yeah. But he he could move really fast. He wore Sonic shoes, in fact. He'd, were they actually Sonic's? Well, like, shoes? they looked exactly. The yeah, same. like he had he had shoes just like Sonic. So I mean, what did you have? You had like uh, Holton's character, Rocket, who was super fast, hyperactive, and had a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> there was your character, who was like the ninja. And was kind of like the combat guy. Yeah. And then my guy was... Gadgets. My guy was meant to be like the scientist. Like the kind of... Yeah. The brainy... Sounds a bit far-fetched when you put it all like that. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's like we uh, were predicting where our lives would go. They did reflect our personalities in some ways. Well, they all totally... I um, suppose. They were all kind of like our hero insertion character. Mm. I suppose. But then there was a fourth member. There certainly was. This was probably the most original character. I I was just going to say, probably the, the best and most unique character mm. of all of them, Tornado the polar bear. He was a polar bear. Who was immediately distinct in that he had a completely different body type he looked everyone a everyone different. He probably yeah. had quite similar quite similar eyes, not exactly the same. Well, we only knew one way of drawing eyes, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. But he, was, he looked very different indeed. Like, he was tall, he was a polar bear. Mm. He had like a kind of beard, if you yeah, will. Like a was... kind of um, fluffy bit. Yeah. And then he wore like a weird... He was like an army guy. Well, yeah, he kind of was, wasn't he? Like, he... Uh, I have fond memories of Tornado. If only mm. because like he was um he was taller than all the others. He like, was a good character. I yeah. liked him. And who created him? A guy called Joe. A guy called who Joe. we don't speak to anymore. No, who um who he was a year Not because we fell out. No, 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 not at all. But he was he was a year younger than us. Mm. And for some reason he kind of joined our little group. More for him. And he was a very he was very quiet, very polite, very nice kid, but he created a character as well. And and then we kind of drifted apart and we just kind of kept We kept the, the character. We just kept... We love that. <laughs> A very it's good idiot. That a, a very it's good that one. Early example of poaching talent because we yeah. just kind of we poaching just, talent. You mean stealing ideas? We just we just flat out stole. That's a very that's a very um, corporate way of saying stealing ideas. Well, you know you got to you got to know the lingo when you're in the industry, yeah. of course. But um, yeah, we just stole Tornado, and then we um, and, and I'd do it again. Oh, we do it again. But we so that those are like our core characters. Yes, who we loved very much. But of course, we were at the age where. You know, you're at that age of maybe like seven, eight, and like you love everything kind of obsessively. So we'd play the Sonic games, we'd read Sonic the comic, we mm. drew our own characters, we'd play it in the playground, like we'd kind of work out these various stories and scenarios. People still remember that.
1: Really? I've rec-
0: I've recently been speaking to someone who was in our primary school and didn't speak to beyond primary school, and they were like, yeah, I remember all that. Brilliant. Yeah. Doesn't leave you any of that. It's funny what sticks with people, isn't it? Yeah. Can't. Can't live that one down. Never mind. Anyway, moving on uh, to our... just as well. We're not doing a podcast about it. Yeah, it'd be really, uh, it'd be really sad if we were to dredge this up. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, that's what we did. We had our little, um, we had our characters, and then we somehow got it into our head we'd make a comic mm. of it. Yes. Which, thinking back, was incredibly ambitious. But we I did suppose it. so. But we did it. Didn't somehow. feel ambitious at the time. Well, no, I guess we were too stupid to mm. know any different. But we did it. You're still doing it. I know. I'm still doing it. Like it. Okay. Well, what was interesting is I very quickly realised that I wasn't good enough to draw it. Oh, I think you've been a bit hard on yourself. Well, it's it's also fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was kind. Of, I don't know how I kind of made that decision early on because, at the age of well, at that age, I doubt I could make many kind of sensible decisions. But I somehow realised that, like, well, Holton is clearly our star artist mm. you are also a good artist wow you're very kind I right? mean not to damn you with faint praise yeah but um, we thought you guys can draw it and for some reason I said I'll write it you wrote the vast majority of them didn't you yeah which is weird because of course in hindsight it's easy to look back and say like oh well John's a writer now he clearly mm. but it's like I didn't know I, I had no desire at that age to be a writer no. or anything like that it was just kind of let's just do it this way and um, our very first story, <laughs> I do know what you're going to say. Our very first story was an epic crossover. Yeah. Very first one. <laughs> we <laughs> introduced another three or four groups of superheroes. Because, okay, I'm trying to think how it worked. Because we, uh, I think Sonic the Comic, if they ever did a really long in-depth story, mm. would do make it a six-parter. Yeah. So it'd always be a six-parter. So I think we decided our very first story, which was called Teamwork. Was it? I remember vividly on the playground at primary school, uh, talking to you, and we said, like, oh, chapter one, like, our first story should be called Teamwork. Sure. Don't ask me why. Well, I know why, because we're going to introduce loads of characters, but (laughs) it it just made no sense thematically. That was ambitious. But, like... In addition to our core, our core cask of characters, I think we also created, I think probably hundreds of like supporting characters. Mm. Like it was just a thing you would do for some reason. Yeah, for, for some reason that's how we, we spent our time when we weren't playing Sonic or uh, Sonic on a computer game or watching TV or anything. At that age, we would draw, and even I, who couldn't really draw well, would doodle and create my own characters and everything like mm-hmm. that. And I had a I had a notebook. Just we for- probably all had so much paper and yeah, all that just, sort of stuff yeah just so much like crazy. I remember just drawing all the time I, I know head. I know that's the thing I, I would draw all the time mm. and I loved it I wasn't good at it but I loved it elderly relatives still ask me if I draw even now Yeah, do do you, you still draw do you occasionally surprise them just do a little I, hand, I, could, I, could, a I, could, I could bust out a draw you should you know whip something out here. I'll sign something for you John <laughs> but give I, it uh, away on the YouTube I could be you know a little, little, little exclusive mm. little blast from the past By a nice frame from Wilkinson's (laughs) victory set. But, so we had all these characters. We had all these characters and in-depth stories for all of them. Like, uh, you know, worlds and everything and how they were connected. To be fair, we introduced the other groups before we'd really introduced Big Punch. Well, that's the thing because, (laughs) okay, let's set the scene. Um, Issue one. I I think each chapter was like four pages. Yeah. It wasn't long at all. And they were all in the same issue, by the way. It was like, continued yeah. in part two, and that was the next page. Yeah, well, really, we, really, what we, <laughs> we were making... We should have separated them out. What right? we were really making were trade paperbacks. Yeah. Yeah, because we never... We only ever made one copy. This wasn't like being distributed to anyone. We need to scan them, honestly. Yeah. Okay, we will, we will. Don't worry, we've been saying play. this for years, yes, John. I know, but like, uh, t- for our own benefit, or do you want to share these with people? I just want to not be having to run into a fire. Okay, okay you want... That's this? my main concern. Okay, so... What I think one of our parents did was go to Smith's and bought a, like a, like a laminated, like a plastic folder file. It's, a, it's like a hardback folder with plastic wallets in it. Yeah, so have this weird kind of, it was, uh, was it yellow? No. We got a, the gross one was green. First one was green. Second was black? I think it was black, then red, then yellow. Then red, then yellow. So we, in our grand career, we did four Issues. Four editions. Which took us from like the end of primary school. Always leave them wanting more. To the start of like secondary school. Mm. And that was really the point when it stopped because we all changed. Because secondary school was a harsh mistress. Yeah. You do not want to be making comics about hedgehogs. I, I got second. fur where there was no fur before. <laughs> that was um, the plot of issue four, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was teamwork, puberty was the next issue. <laughs> Crushing disappointment. Yeah. And then dental care was the issue. And then, issue three. And then uh, the career market. yeah yeah prospectuses Mm. yeah we finished last year yeah we're still doing it first jobs so this uh each of these like kind of hardback it had like a weird like scratchy plastic surface like it was waterproof and everything the folders yeah and it had it had a spine and bound to the spine were 20 clear plastic folders and we would slip two A4 sheets back to back into back back back. each 40, forty pages. So each issue was forty pages. So it's good effort. I'm trying to remember. We packed a lot into like they were like annuals. Really, they had a lot of material. in Yeah, them, we should really. have done them as the annuals. But we kind of did. It took yeah. us like I don't know how long it took us to make each one. No, I guess certainly we, the green one didn't take that long. I think because I think we we had the enthusiasm at that point. I think we ultimately must have been doing it for like at least three years. Probably or so. kind of on and off. It all like, merges into one. Yeah. It? But we um what did we do? We did uh so yeah it's opening if you were to open issue 1 or there was a cover one. wasn't there there was a cover what mm. was on the cover that first one it was well we, I should explain who blade is well yeah Well, we introduced blade in very quick i think it was sticks and blade like at the front on the front and then the various characters if you imagine the civil war poster yeah <laughs> we were years ahead of our time it, it was, was sort of like that, I suppose. They were, like, I, I can't remember. I mean, they are upstairs. I could go get them, yeah. I suppose. But like... Forget that. We weren't... Yeah, anyway. We're using our imaginations. Okay, so each chapter... Uh, it was bold storytelling. Like, it is straight into the action. You don't really need to explain anything to the It audience. opens... Remember, panel one. Paid one, panel one. It was a, p- it's a picture of a planet, wasn't it? Yeah, and mm. a ship rocketing towards it. Yeah. The first comic panel I ever wrote and it was an establishing shot. I'm actually quite proud of myself. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a spaceship uh, uh, rocketing towards a planet with a very scribbly black crayon uh, space around it, the void of space. Yeah. And very, then it was very haunting, panning down, and then you have our heroes. You have Big Punch, and they're fighting Badniks for whatever battle as we as we called them, the, the, the evil robots. And uh, they're punching and smashing these, uh, these robots. With ease. With ease. I mean, they make it look easy. And they're, they're, they're being quite glib about it. They're being mm. quite, you know, blase. Sure. And then this rocket crashes it down, smashes into the ground. And to this day, I have no idea what Holton drew or was it Holton? or was it you who drew the first I... issue? No, Holton drew it. I No, it was me. Did you draw the first issue? Yeah, it was me. Okay, here's a, here's a test for your memory. The rocket crashes and everyone's meant to like dive for cover. Mm. Oh yeah, I know, yeah. and there's a th- It's like legs hanging out. What is that? It's like a thing sticking out of the ground. I think it's legs. Is it legs? To this day, I have no idea what it's meant to be. Yeah, I thought you said at one point it was someone hastily digging a hole. And... Oh, it may be that. Yeah, but it it could be anything. It, it looked like a weird tree or something. Yeah. Like, uh, anyway, I was, I was the second best artist. But then <laughs> available the door to the hat, the hatch blows off the side of sure this did. thing, and then out pops. Bear in mind, chapter that was one. the first thing that happened. Chapter one is like four pages long, and bear in mind. we've we've not even introduced our main characters we're overloading the audience at this point it is like Civil War actually just introducing hundreds of characters and then uh, yeah and then a whole new team pops out sure did which was Blade and Blade and Gang Blade and Co Whatever it was. Like- okay, so a brand new character called Blade. <laughs> we used up all our imagination with Big Punch. It was just Blade and co. Okay, well, yeah, who was Blade? Explain Blade. Blade was actually the first character I designed before Styx. Really? Really. I drew him before Styx. Probably just messing around before we decided to do Big Punch. Yeah. But Blade was definitely the first thing I drew. How would you describe him? Um, he is a rabbit... He's a green rabbit. He's a green rabbit with uh, floppy ears. Floppy ears, although um, they just look like spikes coming down. Sort of, yeah. yeah. And swords for arms. Yeah. which is he, where the name Blade uh, came from. Yeah, and he had a neckerchief. He did have a neckerchief. He, did have, he had a red neckerchief, and he didn't wear trousers. And he either. was naked as well. Yeah, he but wear he trousers. didn't. He literally just had no hands. Skip leg day. He just had two kind of blades. Yeah, two. But green. Is, there was there was not a lot going on with the design of those blades they were just green points yeah pretty much but they were redesigned actually several months or years later they were like liquid metal oh yeah that was one of my ideas As we was. kind of as we as we decided that was stupid <laughs> and didn't make sense we thought how can we salvage? how does he fly the ship how can we salvage this oh i don't know let's give the green rabbit liquid metal yeah. arms that's much better that was much more realistic i felt but um he in canon was a former member of of Big Punch, he was. He was like the the prodigal son, but they had a falling out or something. Yeah, and he'd right. left, and he'd clearly left the planet. Sure, yeah, he clearly left the planet. Went I don't know. Somewhere. I don't know why, uh, and had returned with a his own team yeah. of characters. Yeah, so bear in mind, not we don't know who our heroes are, and suddenly, suddenly, it's a whole new team. It's a whole new team, and there was a gorilla. There was a huge gorilla. There was a great big gorilla. There was a platypus called yeah. Tantrum, who I've used since. And to your credit, that's a good name. I like Tantrum. I he t- was one of my better ones. Tantrum is a good name, and he was a psychic platypus. He was, and he turned evil in the end. Did did he? Yeah, like y- you know, Years later, I did. Later. A, I did like a comic. God knows when later, for your own benefit, for my own benefit, which I'll show you at some point. Mm. And he, yeah, he turned into a bad guy. Wasn't there another member? I oh was, I sp- a sizzle. Oh yeah. Why do I know that? Yeah. Um, he was a lion made of fire. Or he was a lion on fire. <laughs> yeah. And he was I'm not sure f- if he was in that team. I swear. A lion and a gorilla in the same team seems too much. I swear. It was like it was a veritable zoo. I swear this happened. we have probably running out of animals. Yeah. Well, actually, I think yeah, I would occasionally just look at like the... Uh, we had a, an encyclopedia of animals in our house. So yeah. we'd occasionally just flick through it and try to find I mean, a... Platypus computer. is out there, to be fair. Hmm. That's a pretty good one. That's quite impressive, actually. I think so, for again for a, a, a boy of your age at the time. Yeah. But yeah, so then this this entire new cast arrives. Then, then it just goes straight into issue two. That yeah. was only four pages. That's that's pretty dramatic. That's all you stuff, get, to yeah. be fair. And then um, we cut to their base, yeah, big Punch is kind of headquarters, and Rocket is sulking. I think does it right. Do, None of this is ringing a bell? No. Okay. Not at the moment. Rocket is... We should un- have done prep. Rocket is unhappy because he... Oh, he hates Blade! He doesn't get on with Blade. He hates Blade. There you go. That's why they, they parted company. And then he's, he's uh, kind of walking around the corridors of his base, and which apparently the base belonged to Donick. Mm. Apparently, that was a thing. It was yeah. called Eclipse. It was his base. And Rocket is kind of like uh, stomping around the corridors having a big old sulk and he's ha- he's got a little monologue going he's like oh blah 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 i hate blade he's- he yeah. thinks he's so clever Let's come back oh i know i'll go talk to Donnick about it or something so then he races off walks into like the lounge area where oh blade was showing off and blade- that was how i whatever blade was Smart-ass. blade was showing off wasn't it he yeah. was talking issue 2 was drawn by holton yes you're you- right you yeah. two, we, we are we alternated. you were we? alternating we alternated yeah. so if we- these four pages were Holton's, and um and then something happens like they're f- Oh, no, 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 they're fighting. Do you remember? Like, Rocket and Blade have a fallen a fight out. In the, oh, and then they press the self-destruct button. There is a very conspicuous self-destruct button. It was poorly positioned. On the side of the wall. In hindsight. And they fall, they fall onto it. Hmm. Should have had a glass case, shouldn't it? Something Thus, like Some kind of safety net yeah, around didn't it. Didn't think that one through. Which then causes the entire base to explode. Got it. And then everyone See, it seems like a waste of a of a base we had only just been introduced to. Well doesn't every doesn't everyone flee in like an escape pod? Yes. They just about make it out of this wonderful base. Thank God. And now We my, should have killed one of them. Now my memory gets a little hazy because I know at some point we have to introduce another team. There were like four teams by the end. And the bad guys. Well, that's the thing, like I know I introduced Though I had, and again, clearly naming characters was a, was a real strength of mine. But I had another team called the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. More original stuff. The Pet Shop Boys. Because they <laughs> were all Pet Shop <clears throat> pets who had been... Uh, it's, not, it's not your finest work. Who had been... Uh, I think they'd actually come from Earth. Sure. They weren't like, you know, just anthropomorphic animals living yeah. on this planet. I think they'd been abducted by aliens who'd kind of... Um, experimented on them Mm. and they become you know they changed into these characters sounds legit and they were like a weird cross between Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys which is a cartoon I liked growing Mm. up had a very similar plot very similar plot (laughs) incredibly similar and uh, and Star Fox oh yeah Star Fox because they had a great big spaceship Mm. and then I can't remember why I can't remember even how but then somehow they arrive on the scene and they join our heroes. And then, still without ever really introducing the main characters, no. we talk about apparently the big villain. Like the big villain he needs taking down. And what yeah. was he called? Oh, the Isonator. No. No, the fire No, he came first and he wasn't called the Firenator. What was he called? The Big Flame. The Big Flame. I think, I think another one of your naming ideas, actually. They're awful, aren't they? The Big Flame. It's got a certain charm to it. Yeah. Well, it was a bit of a leap when I... Because, spoilers, he yeah. dies fairly swiftly. He does die. Doesn't he turn into gold? I must admit there's a lot going on at this point. My I'm imagination's running wild yeah, by the end. But he, um... How would you describe the look of a big flame? He was basically a flame. But no. Well, With a face. Give us something. He had a body. Did he? I thought he was just a big flame. Yeah, no, I think... <laughs> Yeah. So he was a little on the nose, yeah. Yeah, but he had a face, he had a body, he had arms. That were flames? Yeah, but what did he not have? Legs. He didn't have legs. He had a tail. Yeah, he was like a genie. He floated, didn't he? He looked yeah. a bit like a genie. Like he had a, <laughs> a... his genie on fire. Well, his head was kind of like like a ball of fire. Yeah. And he had a face. But then he had a torso and he had arms. Yeah. But then he, had, then he didn't have legs, he had like a kind of genie bit. Thing going on. At the bottom. And I honestly, I can't for the life of me remember uh, why they suddenly decide they have to take down the big flame. But there See, was probably, they probably had good reasons. The thing is, we had a lot of headcanon. We had a lot of story, which we just decided yeah, to not. We'd sort of done it in the playground. Yeah, we, so we decided to not share this with the reader. It wasn't reader. At the Yeah, time. the reader doesn't need to know what's going on or why the heroes are motivated to do what they do. There wasn't a lot of call for the comic either at the time. No, it was, well, you can prove Supply
1: anything. Supply and demand. You can
0: prove anything with logic, right? But, um, yeah, for some reason, our teams, multiple teams, decide to team up and take Hank's teamwork. Teamwork. And decide to team up and take down the big flame. Yeah. I'm really dredging here. I'm trying to remember. And because I remember there is a scene in which... I think their grand plot revolves around Jazz, who was a character in the Pet Shop Boys. Mm. He was a small purple mouse. yes. Of Course he was. Him and another character going to a big city, which was controlled by the big flame who ruled the world, and with a me- For some reason. and with a megaphone shouting Essentially like, I think you're chicken, I don't think you're you're brave enough to fight us. Yeah. That kind of thing. Oh my life, there were super robots. Do you remember? Super bad Nicks. Yes. Do you not remember there was a scene where. One of them tore open a hole in the roof and looked oh, down. Oh yeah! And it kind of made like a, a kind of grumbling. And they found they found where they whatever that our heroes were hiding. Yes, and then all hell broke loose. Yeah, big fight. And uh, and yeah, and that was um, weird. But yeah, but then they basically their big grand scheme because clearly plotting is much mm. suit. One of a, a random character we've only just met says we need to take down the bad guy. They then go to the big city controlled by the bad guy Mm -hmm. and with a megaphone call him out, basically just shout and say you're a coward. To be fair, it's a bold strategy. Yeah, it's it's very on the nose. Just just go for it. Bold strategy. Let's hope it works for them. And then basically say like, you know, you're not brave enough to take us down. Meet us here at this time in this place and we'll, you know, have a showdown. Mm. I believe they turn up and have a showdown. Oh, I'm sure they did, yeah. And then there's a big fight going on, and then for some reason, under the big flame's citadel, is apparently a lake of, either it's of a lake of liquid gold, or oh. it's a magical lake which will turn things into gold. Yeah. And, rocket. I remember a fountain for some reason. Was there a fountain? I'm sure there was a fountain. You realise as soon as we're done recording this, the first thing we're gonna do is go upstairs we'll get it, and yeah. look at it. we Well, maybe in future. We probably episodes, should have done that before. Maybe in future episodes we can do a dramatic reading <laughs> of the uh, of a classic. Well, comedy. we're covering issue one today, and then we'll cover the subsequent issues in part two. Well, indeed, yes, no, that that will bring people back. Yeah, that's what people want. The people will want more. Give the people what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, the the exact details elude me right now, but it ends up with the big flame turning to solid gold. Yeah. Nightmare, and apparently the planet is liberated mm-hmm. from the tyranny. It was pretty easy. Well, in all fairness, we didn't really see the people suffering. In fact, I don't think we ever saw yeah. any people. They're probably really pretty happy. Yeah. In fact, I think a lot of the backgrounds were underdrawn. How dare you? <laughs> we didn't really, we didn't really go in for background detail. It was more, fo- it was more character focused. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was is the, way, it was very, the it was, way I like to say it. Yeah. It was, it was quite, uh, you know. Modern. Yeah, yeah. Bold yeah. really. But we nobody don't... needs to worry about backgrounds and that. They're, They're... there. Well when it came to colouring, like we would mm. colour we'd colour the characters in the foreground, but we Very well. we rarely drew anything in the background. It was just mm. a whole lot of white. Don't need to worry about that really. But then yeah, Waste pr- crayons. but then opening issue, our heroes make a lot of new friends who we never see again <laughs> liberate the planet and did then, a blinding job. And then the kind of funny post credits epilogue thing is Donnick going, oh, by the way, guys, you owe me a new base. <laughs> oh, that is a rich vein of humour. A rich vein of humour indeed. And on such foundations are careers built. Yeah. And that's where and it Look all at was. us now. That's where it all began. But of course, that was not the end of, I think, in terms of like the first complete book we put together, mm. that wasn't the end because that was only, what, six times four twenty. 20- 24? That was only like... There was probably a secondary story. We did some backup stories yeah. as well, and I can't... I think Holton did a story entirely of his own. Yeah. It was like they went to an uh, ice area. Yeah. Once we once we would dispense with the big flame. Well, we introduced the brother. The his brother. <laughs> the brother. <laughs> i tell you what, that labour must have been awful. <laughs> Fire first, then ice. Just labour for sixty hours. Yeah, the Isonator. Mm. who wouldn't die quite so quickly. No, he, and went- he actually lasted all four issues. I yeah, think. the Isonator was meant to be like the brother of the Big Flame. Doesn't and- make sense, but yeah, of course he went on to be the villain. He was more about he was more of the villain, wasn't he? By yeah. the end, he you was- see, in many ways, I look back and I think that was some bold storytelling. Like we <laughs> well, we introduced and killed off. A major villain. (laughs) Multiple people. In, like, one issue. Mm. And then, you know, a second villain, Rose... It's like Hydra. You cut off one head, another takes its place. Yeah, very good. But that was issue one. And amazingly, we cranked out 40 pages... 40 A4 pages of comic. Pretty good. So what can you remember, really, of, like... The creative process as (laughs) such? Because... I think that's a very generous way of describing it. I remember... Because, I mean, like, we don't have to go into detail of all of them. I'm mm. sure people have better things to do with their lives and listen to us give a detailed synopsis of things we can only half remember. But I think, like, our magnum opus, like, our big moment was issue four. Mm. So book four, because that had another multi-part story. Yes. Because we, we somehow made it through four Somehow. Books, yeah, and there were some really... Genuinely, I think there were some very good moments in that. Yeah. Uh, not good, good. But, you know, Relatively good, good in context. Like we we transcended our humble origins. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we had a bit of the mythology going, and we had a bit of like returning characters. And I think there is a there was a definite improvement, absolutely over each issue, absolutely. And then like in the final issue, we did. There was a great big uh, multi part story, that kind gotta of put, thing. Of time traveling. You got to put you got a bit time traveling. You got put when you're in, out of ideas, you got to just put, chuck a, try and travel. You got to there. throw a bit of time traveling there. But I remember I was on a family holiday. Mm. I was on a family holiday in. I want to say I think it was Ventura. Was it really? It wasn't where it I've yet. been recently. Where you have been recently? Yes, and I, and again, perhaps kind of sowing the seeds for later life. I was now very much easing into the role of writer. Yeah, and I'd actually set myself deadlines. Which is kind of crazy Efficient Yeah certainly for like I guess by this point Like a ten year old Nine or old. we We've got to get the issue out (laughs) People are relying on us I've got My investors are on my back I've got to get this issue out (laughs) And uh, It was And I was like Okay I've got to write A six page A six part Story Mm. And I think each Part was still only Like four pages But I've got to You know And I was like Every day I'm going to write One script And I think uh, You know Looking back That was like my first the first first real, proper first kind of deadline yeah. I ever set myself. And I somehow did it. And yeah, there was time travel and all that. Gotta love it. And in hindsight, smashing out four pages with maybe, I don't know, ten words of dialogue was not <laughs> was not that. It felt like a challenge at the time. It felt like... It was like pulling teeth. Like getting every every word I got onto that page felt hard won. Mm. And it wasn't one for edits. It was a kind of one no, take. that'll do. One take and you're done. And what I find weird, like looking back, and given that I now kind of do make comics all the time... Um, I never wrote panel descriptions. No, nah, we well, just sort of did it, didn't we? Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, because you and you and Holton were the artists, artists, and of course you wrote you wrote a couple of stories. Did, as well, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. And, uh, and I even wrote and illustrated a couple of stories, which were... well. I think Holton even wrote one. He did. He did. It was a good little story. Yeah. Like, because Holton, you know, he can be quite. Well, we, all, we all fancied a crack at what the other person yeah, was doing. Basically, we, we shared the duties, and I mean, Holton, uh, he had a good sense of humour. Mm. I remember that was quite a funny. <laughs> that's <was> quite. <laughs> you say that it's <laughs> quite a funny little story. I remember the one he wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll give him that one. Yeah. He's not here. He drew all the characters wearing uh, thermal clothing. They did. Yeah, that was in a, a nice cold touch. Place. I mean, bear in mind, given the material you're working with, that was that was revolutionary. It was a very good creative change place. of outfit. Yeah, that's incredible. Um. So. Yeah, we somehow kind of we somehow kind of made it through all that, and yeah, I just found it weird because like I know um I sorry my train of thought was all over the place, but I remember um I would write dialogue really mm. that's all I would write, and I didn't really break it down in pages. Yeah, I didn't say this would be on page one, this would be on page two. I didn't. I certainly didn't describe panels. No. So it was a very kind of loose. <laughs> Kind of the loose brief, yeah. Because like you hand- do what you want. Because I remember, like uh, a classic example, is in our kind of um, that. The, which I just remember the name of the mm. great big, the final big story we did. Yeah, uh, the six part of a time travel. And it was called the beginning of the end. Oh, and we spelled beginning wrong. Did we? <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh no! Too many ends or not enough ends or too many G's or something. <laughs> three ends and five G's. <laughs> a silent Q, um, and. I think, like, I had the first issue, and it was like, this guy gets attacked, something something happens, blah, 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 cut, change a scene, this is happening. And it's like, I remember, I think... I remember there were dinosaurs in it. There were dinosaurs. Yeah. And I think, I remember the... No, weren't, weren't they mammoths? Maybe they were both. They were, yeah, you're right, there were mammoths. I do remember that was one of our big scumbling blocks, because Holton couldn't, couldn't draw. draw a mammoth. <laughs> couldn't draw a mammoth. Yeah, he couldn't, he draw, a couldn't mammoth. draw a mammoth. And, like, the one time... The one time he drew a mammoth was kind of begrudgingly. Yeah. It was meant to be it's like, oh, go on then. due to the powers of time travel. Time is going crazy. Okay, there was a moment where... Didn't we just say, just draw an elephant and colour it yo- brown? But it's, like, it's, it's coming back to me now, but like... Evil people steal a time travel device mm. or whatever. And they want to use it to go back in time... Change history so that our heroes were killed as children. Yeah. Yeah. And thus prevent them being heroes in the present day. Stop them. see. So, in my script, I had it that Rocket inadvertently goes back in time with them. Yeah. And it goes back to the orphanage, apparently, in which our... Heroes were because mm. apparently they were They're orphans. All, that's yeah. how they met. Oh, that makes sense. That's how they yeah. met. Apparently, they all grew up that's in fine. an orphanage. We'll let that one go. And of course, I described this in the script, but of course, being an amazing art- uh, writer, I never actually described what was going on. <laughs> I only ever put the dialogue. Oh god! And also, I think Holton didn't want to draw an orphanage, so you have this whole scene. No. <laughs> you have this whole scene where Rocket. Is emoting to the camera wonderfully, but he's saying, "It's just like, look, the orphanage." (laughs) You can't. You You just gotta take his word for it. Yeah, you can't see the orphanage. You can't see anything that's going on. Cut to villain cocking his gun, going like, "Now I've now I've found the orphanage." Oh god, (laughs) I will kill them. I'm going to kill children. As children. This, is, this has got some adult themes involved. Here, but you can't it? see the orphanage. You can't see the children. We only have their work. I think it's probably just as well, isn't it? Rocket attacks them, saving them. Goes back to the present day. Finds that time has gone haywire because of the misuse of this device. <laughs> and this story called for a stampede of, of mammoths. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did Holton want to draw a mammoth? He <laughs> did, <laughs> did he buggery? <laughs> he did. <laughs> he drew... But grudgingly, eventually, drew I think just one mammoth. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think that took him a while. But again, going with the wildly emoting over, I need to see this because I can't remember this. There were, there were panel after there was panel after panel of characters going. Looking out, looking through the fourth wall. Yeah, just going, look, look, oh. the orphanage, look, <laughs> a mammoth. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It was like, a guy flies down goes, you better hurry. There's a stampede of mammoths. The mammoths of- are coming. There's a stampede of mammoths. And then they all hop in a, in a little flying pod and fly away. Do you ever see a mammoth? You'd never, yeah. see, it. never sure. see a mammoth. And now you know why. And it ended with most of the villains being destroyed. They were robots. Yeah, they were like Metallixes. Meta- yeah, well, Metalli. Well, here's the thing. Like, and the other thing we shamelessly ripped off Sonic the Comic. Mm. In Sonic the Comic, they had the Metallics or the Metalix or whatever. Whichever. Who were robotic clones of Sonic. And, and of there was cool. one of Knuckles, wasn't there? There was, yeah. yeah. The, the Knuckleix. As sure. It. Yeah, it's good. But we shamelessly ripped this off. And so we had... The they were pretty cool I they thought. They were I think and again I'll, they look I'll, good. I'll touch on this in a second because I think uh, I, I want to talk about what I think was the best story we mm. ever did just in terms of actually being good or close to being good. Yes. Good enough. Um, but yeah in this story the beginning of the end we had the return of the boss box mm. who were because bear in mind up, so the idea was that there was an army of these evil yeah. Metalixes and they were each copied or based on one of our heroes. Mm. So you'd have like a legion of donic robots. You'd have a legion of stitch robots, that kind of thing. Yeah, And our heroes would be smashing them left, right, and centre, like hundreds of them. But then the idea was that there was one giant, super powerful version yeah. of each one. They were badass. And they were badass, yeah. And we introduced them in an earlier story. Mm. But then they that ret- was a good one. They yes. returned from the beginning of the end. <clears throat> and yeah. then they got time travel things. And it ended with all of them being destroyed, bar one. Yes, which was for Sticks, Bossbot, and he got blasted back in time just because all the villains were defeated. Yeah, and the concluding image was him back in prehistoric days. Yeah, going, I will one day. You know, I am paraphrasing. Like, I will have my revenge. Yeah, and then lava sweeps over him, and he's buried in lava. And the final shot is of his hand mm. poking up out of lava. Yeah, and we never, then we never followed up on it. See, After cliffhanger. That, we never followed up on it. I think one of the most notable things about that score is that Donnick suddenly gained a leather jacket and yeah. jeans. We were much cooler. He was a lot less naked that, as well. Yeah, that was important. Yeah, it was suddenly, it was suddenly becoming awkward. That, that did become important that he wasn't naked. But I guess, I it just, you know, it's funny what comes back to you as you talk about it, but like I remember that I think the best story we ever did mm. was when we introduced the Metalix. That was thing. a good one. Genuinely, I was thinking that genuinely i think that was probably the gem yeah. amid all of it because i wasn't involved in that one well i think i think really that was why that's very rude we finally we finally isolated the weekly yeah late. it's all been leading to this the last hour of us talking about it it's it's actually a horrible intervention yeah everyone's going to walk in now hi guys we love you very much for yeah it's a mu- safe place you must stop drawing You've, you must and writing and just any involvement with the creative process. But that story involved our heroes infiltrating a factory mm. where they found They went all spy, didn't they? Yeah, they did and they also they put on disguises. Do you remember that? No. Because they, it was a factory which was making the metalixes, making Yeah, people. yeah, I remember all that. And for some reason the metalixes were hollow because yeah. you could put their armor on. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, I yeah. do remember. Just I remember like the, the... Just as well it fit. The boss bot or one of the Metalix versions of Tornado. Mm. Had, do you remember he had like glowing arms? Yeah. Just like laser arms. And I always remember probably one of the best panels Holt ever drew had uh, one of... The, he was punching the ground mm. next to one of our heroes and he was kind of like knocked flying. But yeah, it was quite... It's quite advanced. And if we'd carried on, who knows where, who we'd, knows be, what who knows where we'd, we'd be Who knows where we'd be We probably would have been sued. But that was it. We, we made four issues of this. Are the only four that will ever be made. Yeah. And we kind of... And then, you know, we all grew up a bit. In a way. Really. Uh, well, I guess I I probably didn't. I think that was probably my... Well, we all grew up in different ways. Let's put it that we way. We all grew up in different ways. But I know like the transition to secondary school mm. was probably what ultimately killed it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> because, I mean, as I, as I joked about earlier, secondary school is not the place where you want to be... Going no. about making comics about hedgehogs. Not really. No. And I uh I think you guys realised a lot quicker than I did that, that <laughs> was not something you wanted to be bragging about. We started playing football. Yeah, and and not being sporty myself, I only had um what did I have? I don't know what I had, really. I kind of um I was definitely um You had your books. I had books. I didn't have sport to turn to. Um but yeah, interestingly, like, you guys you guys kind of stopped doing it. Mm. And I um I kind of took the characters that were mine, yeah, and I, I just, I guess, for for no one's benefit other than, other than my own, just kept telling stories with them. There you go, yeah. And I will touch upon that in another podcast. Very good. Uh, which I think kind of that's like that's the start of a next chapter. So yeah, yeah. I in future indulgent Podcasts. that bring that that's sort of the um, I suppose the overview of Big Punch as it was in its original incarnation, isn't it? That's where this all, your company name and everything came from. Well, yeah. It's something I carried with me. Mm. I don't know why. Like, um, obviously, and crucially, made the switch to telling characters, uh, telling stories with human characters. Yeah. Rather than anthropomorphic. Rip-off characters. Uh, Yeah, and um, yeah, it's weird. Just kind of like, um, they weren't amazing. Uh, They certainly weren't, you know, professionally done. But Mm. I, I think for a group of you know Seven or eight year olds I think they were quite It's pretty good Quite impressive I'm actually amazed We put our We put our mind to it I think kind of mo- <laughs> Yeah I wouldn't be able to now No I think kind of Motivation of that age Was kind of uh, In short supply But mm. we did it and It's funny like I um, I never imagined At that age That I would want to be a writer No But it kind of It set me on that path At least There you go Do you have any um, I mean kind of Do you have any final thoughts On Big um, Punch as was I've got a lot of affection for it it's obviously something I moved away from when you've stayed in that ether, if you like. Yeah. But I've got a lot when I I know I'm sure after we've finished recording now we're gonna go and have a look at these comics. Yeah, we'll kinda like, you know, remind Just, ourselves. Yeah. And I've got a a lot of affection for those comics and those characters. Still. It's hard to I mean I think we went through a great period of being ashamed of it. Yeah. I, I think that's fair to say. I mean, certainly when you're you know going through puberty and it seemed like a very But everyone would, wouldn't they, at that age. Well no, exactly. And I think that's kind of normal. It, it seemed like a very you know, a very childish childish thing to have done. And it, it kind of was. But at the same time, like I can, it was quite impressive. It was more than, I think, most kids that age were mm. doing. And I, I can look back at it now and say, well, yeah, they weren't great, but I'm still kind of proud. We'd I'm glad we still have them. Yes, exactly. It would have been horrible if we'd, if we'd thrown them out. Yeah, yeah. And maybe we'll scan them, and maybe at one point, if people ask very nicely... Hope was a download. Yeah. It'll be, uh, Here's be, your free PDF. That'll be the next issue yeah. of uh, BPM. But yeah, and ultimately, like it... You know, I owe it a great deal. Because I wouldn't be making comics now. I had a dream as a kid. I had a dream that one day I would work for Sonic the Comic. Mm. You sort of did. Kind of briefly. Yeah. There was this weird second life where... And I think it's still going, I mean... But there was a um, a bunch of fans... A bunch of fans resurrected Sonic mm. the Comic. As Sonic the Comic Online. Yeah. And I actually... Um, well, actually, yeah, maybe this would be a good little epilogue. Like, a few in later life... I think in later life I was drawing because I, I I drew for our kind of like secondary school. I was always drawing characters and stuff, but just in private. Mm. I never showed it to anyone, and they weren't comics. They were just pictures. Yeah, I just had all these characters and I think, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw some characters. And for the longest period, they were more, I guess, hedgehog based Yeah, characters. But then I made the switch to drawing human characters. I don't know why we did it. Maybe it was like a kind of anniversary or something like that. Maybe we realised it was ten years since we'd made Big Punch. Yeah. But I ended up redrawing all the old characters. Right. Is this this ringing any bells? Not really. Do you remember? You had it. We had that one image. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was years before. No, I think that was much later. I think that was it. I think I was like... I know what you mean. That That is on the internet. Yes. That picture, it's on DeviantArt. Yes, well... Put you, the link somewhere. Uh, maybe I will. Yeah. Maybe I will, Rev. <clears throat> or maybe I won't. But I redrew all the characters. And yeah. uh, I'd had many years' practice of drawing weird anthropomorphic hedgehogs at this point. So they were better. They were much they better than better, my kind of... They, and yeah. I gave them a bit of a a redesign mm. as well. And uh, and yeah, and you, uh, you coloured it. I did, you? on... Like um Paint Shop Pro yeah, or it whatever like it was called. Microsoft MS Paint. It was, it was all fades <laughs> into different versions of the same colour. Yeah, basically everything had a everything had a gradient on it. Yeah, absolutely everything. But it wasn't I mean it was certainly better than what we did as kids. It looked a lot more professional. Especially we given we say. that like none of us were professional artists or anything mm. like that. But I've um, never claimed to be. No, but um you uh you stuck it online somewhere, didn't you? It's on DeviantArt, Art, and I think the username is Big Punch. Yeah, which If, we... you, if you're I'm <laughs> compelled to have a look. Yeah, we might have to uh Shut that down! Now <laughs> a brand infringement. But um, you you put that online, and somehow it came to the attention of the people who were making Sonic the comic online, mm. fan base community. Yeah, because they dropped me a line, and I they asked me to illustrate. They did. You, you drew one and wrote one, didn't you? I didn't write one. No, I you not? desperately wanted to write one, uh, and uh, they wouldn't let me. Mm. I, th- I think you had to kind of like earn your your chops, sure. In in uh, in the kind of community, I do remember one notable moment where uh, a cat, because of course like, this was like a fan continuation, yeah, of uh, of the original um, comics. And I remember at one point because there was, there was like a little like private group. It was in like an early like Yahoo group mm. thing, which isn't really a thing now, where you could share files and talk to each other. Yeah. And I think someone was working on a future story. And, I, of course, I was a nobody. I had to, like, you know, kind of you oh, know, yeah. try and impress them and stuff. And um, there was a guy working on a story, and it involved, like, the return of Metalix. It was going to be, like, one of the robot mm. kind of things. And I kind of... Um, I had an idea. Because I couldn't help myself. A lot. Yeah. I had an idea for, like, how that story could go. So I, I dropped him a message, and I was like... Um, so, hey... I don't want to tread on your toes or anything. I just had an idea about how this story could go. And I had this big idea where uh, I think he was going to have, like, Metalix is meant to have got the better of Sonic. That was a thing. And he's going to kill him. Mm. Uh, And then I had this idea that, like, what if he can't? I was going to be like, what if he desperately wants to kill him? But it's like he can't can't for some reason. And I said to him, well, what if it's like this guy, this metal version of Sonic was built as a duplicate right. of sonic like everything about him is a kind of copy right. his entire existence is defined by the existence of sonic mm. so what if there's like a weird kind of he hates him but what if he also kind of like loves him yeah. in a weird way what if it's like it was gonna be you know again ideas above my station sure. but it was gonna be this thing about like he wants to destroy him but he can't and he would end up kind of like blowing himself up because mm. he couldn't destroy the one thing that defined him and the guy just got back to me and said, yeah, I don't think, I don't think robots can feel love. <laughs> and I was like, but he can feel hate. That's yeah, okay. And can't I, they? And I was like, oh. It's very narrow-minded. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this isn't going mm. to be a thing. So I think I, and also, of course, at this point, I, I had kind of aspirations of making my own comic. Yeah. And I kind of just said, and hey. Look I, what you went and did. Do well, there we go. You certainly showed him. <laughs> just a final point. <laughs> Yeah. To bring this full circle. Indeed. Years later... Years later... I would email one Nigel Dobbin... Oh, yes, indeed. ...who was an artist on Sonic the Comic... Yeah, and... Um, and, and a bloody good bloke, Well, here's the it thing, and again, like, I've never met the guy, but his name comes up in the comic circles mm-hmm. i moved with him, because he didn't just work on Sonic the Comic. Yeah. And everyone says he's a lovely, lovely guy. Yeah, and I emailed him. Hello. We were big fans of Sonic the Comic, etc. Would you mind, awfully, drawing one of our characters... So, of course, having designed Sticks, I gave him Sticks. Mm-hmm. And what we got back was mega. It was amazing. It blew it? my mind. And it still does, really. And it meant a lot, kind of... You know, because it was like the char- these characters had great childhood meaning yeah. for us. And it was kind of like seeing one of the original artists draw one of those characters was yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was a bit full circle, wasn't it? Well, I think, like, when I... Uh, it was the same thing with Richard Elson for me, because around... I think it was in, like, the second year of uni, I was... Uh, I don't even know why I tried it. I was doing a, uh, a whale-watching course. Nice. I studied biology at uni. I was doing a whale-watching course up in Scotland. And for some reason, I found or came across... Uh, this was like 2006 time. I came across Richard Elson's email mm. address. Uh, and Richard Elson, harking back to the start of this podcast, he was the main artist yeah. on Sonic Comic. And I dropped him an email. And I dropped him a fairy, uh, fair, uh, fairly long email. Sure. I just said, like, hey, Richard, like you've no idea who I am, but, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be weird, but, like, I love you. I, lo- I love you, Richard. But I was like, you are, you know, you greatly inspired me and my friends when we were young. We made our own characters. We shamelessly ripped off yours. Yeah. Uh, I'm now working on a, a comic, which I was at the time, called Dark Force. I remember it. Which I'm going to talk about in later episodes. But, uh... And I was like, hey, I, I just just want to say thank you for everything, you know, you, for inspiring us and all that. And, uh, you know, could I just show you a script or something yeah. I was working on? And he got back to me. You like, go. to his amazing credit. He was like, yes, yes, you can. I'd love to. And thank you so much for the kind words. And I think he actually read my mm. script and actually gave me some nice feedback. Winner. And we actually talked about whales. Of course. Of, of all course. things. I shared a couple of anecdotes I'd learned about... Oh, i been whale well watching. About uh, whales and stuff. And um, occasionally... Um, I wouldn't say we were like chatting every week, but maybe like once a year on the phone. I drop him an email mm. or something because like I because he because uh, of course Richard Ellison, he's a big established artist and he's worked for 2000 AD and done his own stuff and he's done um, he's worked for Marvel and remember a few years ago he was working on Thor. Yeah, you said yeah because you bought a copy. Did I? Yes, you did. did you know oh when? yeah, yeah. We were in Canada. Yes, we were, weren't we? We were in Canada, and uh, which is a story for another day. Yes, but. Um, I, I dropped him a line then, and I said, hey, you know, just saw your work on Thor. That's amazing. Mm. By the way, bra- you know, bravo, good for yeah, you, yeah. and all that. Not that he needed my congratulations, <laughs> he's doing fine. Who are you to validate me? And then, of course, um, you know, Facebook came along, and I think we became friends on Facebook a while later. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, we still weren't messaging each other every day. But, uh, yeah, I dropped him a line a few, a uh, couple of months ago, and I said, hey, Richard, look, we're working on the new book of Afterlife I think, and... Um, would you like to do a cover? There you go. And he did. That has officially brought us full circle. It really has. That was the first anecdote of this podcast. And now it's for last. We'll make it the last. So there you go. That is the strange and wondrous story of uh, Big Punch. In a nutshell. In a nutshell, yeah. Sort maybe, of. Maybe at some point we'll get Holton back on to share his thoughts about all this. Sure. Yeah. Mm. I might be away for that one. Yeah. It's or I'll be curious. on Skype or something. We'll have to get him on at some point. because We'll have to talk about Canada. He's on the cover of the podcast. He really is, yeah. So he needs to be on at some point. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of once again coasting on our on our fame. Well, and success you know, these things happen, don't they? You're going to get you know, piggybackers. Hmm. Well, you're a, I mean, um, I know I keep talking about myself as a writer, but you you're a writer as well, really. In I a mean. manner of speaking. Yeah, you um of course a journalist. I have a degree in journalism. You have a degree in journalism. Um, yeah, I write, You were gonna, I've written You you have written many an article I've written many an article for gonna, the likes of the BBC and ITV There you go, you have also at one point in your young life read the... Uh, <laughs> I've read something at one point in my life Well you read... Uh, oh I read the football scores You read the football scores, yes Live on BBC One Live Lombard. on BBC One, Yeah, and, and uh, I remember It's that. amazing what a cocky email will get you There you go, you see so There you go You also uh, very nearly wrote a book about a football club Yeah yeah, legalities held that one up. It's all its all actually written, but... Really? It, yeah. But it won't be published for some years. Really? For, you, for various reasons. No, I, I won't pry now, but really, you wrote the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't realise. Yeah, realize. yeah, yeah. It's all written. Well, there you go. So that's my big punch legacy. What I've written a book. Yeah, it's cool, so. Yeah. I had... um, Maybe it's like a... As a little closing remark. I had... Uh, do you remember I talked a while ago how... Around the time I started making comics, I don't want to say professionally, because I don't think I'll mm. ever be professional wow. this, but around the time I started making comics semi-professionally, mm. I was revisiting the characters of Big Punch, oh, yeah. because they still hold like a, you know, a special place in my it's heart. It's that X you never quite get over. It's that itch I can never scratch, yeah. and I thought, almost for like, for no one's benefit but our own, I wanted to do uh, a kind of send-off story. <laughs> I've told you about this. You, do you have, remember? Yeah. yeah. I and can't it, see it ever happening. Well, to be fair... We're all too busy. Well, like, I could... I mean, everything... All the comics we make are made off our own schemes. So it's not like we need a publisher to do mm. it. We can just go do it. But no one would get it. No one would read it. What is this? But it was going to be very, 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 very postmodern. Yeah. It was yeah. going to be the characters realising that they were childhood characters. <laughs> And it was going to be them solving a mystery, and it was going to have, you know, it was like dark elements and all their kind of villains returned, and it, but it was going to be told well. Mm. I think that was going to be the big difference, sure. so I was going to do my best to tell it, give it, play it utterly straight, but then these characters would realise they were actually just childhood characters. <laughs> they were drawings. That their creators had moved on and left them behind, and the universe was going to quietly end. Oh, blimey. And it was going to be... <laughs> I <was going> <laughs> <happen. laughs> didn't do that. Sounds a bit depressing. It was going to be a quiet little goodbye to all these characters. And maybe one day we'll you do You never know. Yeah, but hey, they were... Until then, you've got this podcast. <laughs> Until then. Until the quiet death, the quiet and inevitable death of the universe, Yeah, you've got us. You've got this podcast. Hey, Very good. Do you think that's enough? I think that'll do it. I think that's enough. So, yeah, two episodes in and they've been about as wildly different as they possibly could. They've also been a combined four hours long. It's not bad. It's pretty good. It's not bad. I think an hour and a half is quite healthy. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do. Um, I'm sure we'll do more styles at some point. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get probably halted. in the more distant future. I'm sure we'll get Halton in at some point. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a more open ended podcast. This has felt like therapy. This podcast. Has it really? No. <laughs> you'll never, you'll never think about. Big I'll never, bunch I'll never again. quite be over. You it. finally exercise that demon. Yeah. But look, I mean, it's a slightly more open form podcast. We're just, it's just about conversations, just you and me, chatting about this, that, and whatever. And the only difference between this and our normal conversations is that there's the microphones and the computer here. Yeah. Pretty much. And the lights are on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not crying. <laughs> and we're slightly more sober yeah, than normal conversations are, yeah. as well. So yeah, um, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast, guys. Um, like I said, a bit aimless, but hopefully entertaining. But uh, we will see you, uh, or you'll hear from us next time, I guess. And we'll find something else that's interesting to talk about. And if you're interested, if, 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 incredibly indulgent of me, if you are in any way interested to hear about the next chapter of my secret history, my secret origins of comics, that will be continuing in the next episode of Morning Coffee, in which uh, I will be talking about my teenage creations. Nice. The War Brethren and Dark Force, and how they ultimately led me to Africa, I think. Do you want to say goodbye? Yeah, okay. Thank you for listening, if you have stuck with us for the hour and a half. Um, Speak to you next time. Bye, guys. This podcast, and others like it, is made possible thanks to our wonderful backers on Patreon. To support Big Punch Studios as we make comics like Affleck Thinking Seven String, games like Sandwich Masters, and podcasts like the one you've just been listening to, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash BigPunchStudios. For just $5 a month, not only will you help make everything we do a reality, but we'll also send you four copies of Big Punch magazine a year. That's over 180 full-colour pages of comic action, featuring cuckoos, orb, 99 swords and catamaran, delivered straight to your door. This has been a Big Punch Studios production. For all things Big Punch, be sure to head on over to www.bigpunchstudios.com. Uh. the Human Torch was denied a bank (laughs) loan leave that (laughs) please please leave this in the final edit